welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Today's podcast, we are going to be talking about hobby spaces and how to keep them clean, how to organize them, lighting, structure, how to do it safely because you can hurt yourself, um, and uh, so on and so forth. But before we do that, let's go and get our sponsorship and everybody out of the way. We want to thank uh, CreatureCaster. Uh, as you know, we are a creature creator. Uh, you will see some of their miniatures on here being painted by us, more than likely Kathy, than Gonzo. Um, we also want to thank definitely you. not John. Definitely not John. <laughs> Trying to get John to do something, but you know, it's world fun. is world. You want stuff painted well, you don't throw it to John. No, we want you to stream MechWarrior online. Well, maybe. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Metalhead Minis for, of course, sponsoring us and uh, hosting and selling some of our products. Not only for More Than Dice, but also for Warfare Weekend. Uh, you'll see a link come up, and you can go in there and uh, purchase products that we've made. Uh, dice, measuring widgets, other things. Uh, which, I did some, and I got some all stuff done, too. I'll show it off when we go to the paint cam. Um, okay. I'll them right on the calendar. It's all really, really cool. And then we want to thank Tectonic Craft Studios. Dan, the man. Um, he's so awesome and so cool. Um, if you like MDF laser cut stuff. He will do it, and he also does special orders on certain things. We want to thank Muse on Minis, of course, for hosting our files and getting her out to everybody. Also, if you buy anything from Muse on Minis, make sure you use uh, the discount code more than dice, all one word, and you'll get ten percent off your order. Uh oh. Da, 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 da. What episode are we on, Kathy? One fifty. Four. Yes. I'll be right back. One fifty four. Kathy forgot to go tinkle. Um, so before we do that, John, um, so today's a sad day for me drinking. It's all Why my, is that? I'm on my last winner's grind coffee beer. Uh, that sounds terrible. It's terrible. Cause after this, I have to go drink dragon milk. So I'm on to that next. So it's a sad day. No more winter coffee grind, which is my alcoholic choice for the night. Um, <laughs> so john what are you drinking tonight well i was actually going to do a bark with uh kraken but captain mizzy convinced me i needed to do a good old dark and stormy which we don't know is some lime juice and some kraken and uh ginger beer gotcha kathy what are you uh drinking tonight <coughs> i am drinking rum and coke damn Not it, a sad gonna... rum and coke an actual rum and coke Actual. So I guess. But actual Kraken. I'm gonna have to go get some rum and coke so we can have an all rum and coke day. I'd have to get some coke for that. Yes. I mean, if we need to. I think we yeah, need to have. Do. I think we need to do that. I think all we right. need to do an all rum and coke podcast. We're never gonna have an all gin and oh. tonic day, though. Oh. No. Oh, stop this alarm! I mean, I'll try anything at least twice, Kathy. I might have been doing it wrong the first time. <laughs> I need to go get some gin. You know, Banyan loves gin. He'll love to have some in the house. It'll be awesome. I don't know what kind of gin you have, but I like the Bombay Sapphire gin. That is the one that's generally recommended on places that talk about gin. I only know it because a friend of mine is an alcohol snob, and that's the first gin that I ever tasted, and I liked it. And then uh, I had... I had an unfortunate experience with some shitty gin after that, so I realized that there's a difference. Oh, it's like my experience with shitty whiskey. I was like, oh, that was terrible. 
It was so bad we didn't even drink it. We just used it to weather uh, Creek Inn's my old roommate's mug. Good thing I'm not a man, eh, Legionnaires? <laughs> gin makes a man mean. <laughs> oh, that was the shitty gin that I had, Captain Mizzy. It was beef eater. Oh, man. Didn't like it. Definitely. See, I'm not I'm not a gin. Rum I can do, but I like it mixed. So, yeah, I can do I can do a rum and coke. Oh, so there you go. So if we do a gin and tonic, let's see you and I, Cassie. No, no guns on it on that. Yeah. It'll just be you and me on a stream once, like the time you and I streamed, whenever that was. That was fun. Yeah. That was a fun stream. <laughs> yeah, next time Gonzo's out, we'll do your paint and stream. We'll get in. We'll do, we will definitely do gin and tonics then. You just got to remind me. Hey. My memory's not like what it used to be. Doubt Jameson? Oh, um, John, do we have any shout outs this week before we get to? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. We have a happy birthday, though. We do have a happy birthday. Sure. I've been trying not to. Uh, have hey, happy Hinton. Birthday. Hi. Uh... Try not to look at the negative just because uh, <laughs> the impending void and, and, and esoteric terror of the universe has been getting to me a little bit. <laughs> Uh, we want to do say we we do want to say happy birthday to Betty White. She turned yep. ninety nine today. And uh, didn't James Earl Jones have his birthday? Betty. Not today, yesterday. No. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> I just know you know Betty White the immortal. You know, try to make sure we keep her in our thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. Absolutely. The Ever Highlander. Trending people like oh 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 no she's okay. <laughs> um. Other than that, guys, we want to thank all of y'all for listening and watching. If you're listening to us on any streaming network, RSS feed, or any other way, we appreciate it. Or watch us on YouTube. We appreciate it. If you watch us live, come and join us live. Um, we have a lot of fun. Uh, we interact with the audience at the same time. So, And it usually, it always makes it a whole lot better when we have uh, participation from the audience. So, from all of us here at More Than Dice, cheers. 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 Oh, that is good. I don't know if I can savor this enough. Let's go over to the painting cam because I wanted to show a couple of models off before we uh, talk about our stuff. There it is. There it is. Hinton, okay. are you drinking scotch tonight? Oh, I got a new mat too. Ooh, new mat. Oh, this is your base that you were building uh, last time, right? Yeah, I did do some work on it. Um,. I got some work done. I'm going to see if I can try. So I did a printing, and this was one of the models I did uh, from, whatchamacallit, um, I don't know, it's probably going to be hard to see. Oh, and of course it's auto-focusing again. I hate that. Give me a second, guys. Let me fix the auto-focus. Ow. One of these days, I'm going to get something really awesome and expensive, so maybe you can be a little jealous of me rather than vice versa. One of these days, someone will send me something awesome and expensive because I'm not going to go out and buy it myself. <laughs> or one of these days, we'll get to a convention together and I'll bring something expensive. Yes, that I'd be happy to drink it with you. How's that look? Well, it's cool. I like him. This is one of the new demons that was in uh, Archulin. I uh, finally got him printed off. I did have a small print failure. The, Of course, the lighting is going to mess up because it's white. 
the skull right here messed up where my thumb is, and then a few of his teeth messed up underneath here. But he came out okay. He looks pretty neat. Yeah, it's it's really not all that noticeable. Well, it's hard to notice because it's white, but yeah. and then it seems like the sort of things that you could kind of oh, you, you know. can work around it. I can make that skull like dent it up and you know mm -hmm. just crack it a bit. That looks cool uh, from what I can see of it. This it's really hard to see because it's white. Um, but this is a model from Cobra Mod, and it is a moth person. That's so pretty. That's like some, uh, you know, Sentai moth. Oh, situation. wow. You know how cool it would be to make those wings like uh, some kind of really fancy moth with really pretty markings? Yeah. Let me, at least I can turn down the brightness a bit. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yeah, I would fun. have to research. You know, you could you could do a image search of moths. Uh, that's what I was gonna find. do. Yeah, because I think uh, oh, I know what I think that would doing. be really fun. I think the wings would be a really good place for color shift paint too to make them look iridescent, which would be totally wrong for a moth, but still look totally awesome. It would look yeah, it would. You could do the pattern first because uh, some of those color shift paints are really super transparent. Oh and yeah, they all are. Yeah. You know, one of the shimmery transparent ones over the top of all your uh, fun designs. It is definitely not Arthur from the Tick. Not in the face, not in the face. Also, I love the Tick. I also love the Tick. Uh, even Yet the another we're reason fun. we're friends. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Tick's awesome. Let me turn it. I find it funny that I bought for uh, one of her birthdays, part of her birthday present, I bought my ex-wife a DVD of a selection of Tick episodes and all of her favorites with all the lines she loved. And when we divorced, she left it for me. I mean, victory me? Yeah. Victory me. Yeah, a silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, I'll, I'll, for the people that don't know, I'm going to post the post the link to their Patreon, because these guys are, uh, I don't know how many people are doing it, but they had these cool little whimsical things, creatures, uh, and like one of my favorite ones on there, which I'm going to have to buy because I wasn't in there when they when they did it, was the Oxalotl Great Dragon, See, and it was you, super, super cool. You were asking me what, kind of, what I would want to have you print, Gonzo, and I didn't really know because I haven't really looked through all that stuff, but I really like the moth person with the, the thick. That would be really fun to paint. Which one? This Because he, he, they've got like two or three moth people. Do they really? Mm -hmm. Now I have to go. Now, is that a Patreon <laughs> ah. where I won't be able to see anything on it because I'm not a patron? No, they have it where you can see a lot of their stuff. Um, just like you. Also, I Patreon. So, but I'll post links okay. up to it. Oh, Cobra Mode, Cobra Mode. Yeah, yeah. Mod. It says Cobra Mode. Does it say Mode? Yeah. Okay. Because I just had to Google it. <laughs> Google away. But yeah, they have a bunch of different moth things, and like they have uh, one moth riding a lizard. In fact, I will post a link here. Yeah, post a link for him real quick. In the chat. To Cobra Mode's Patreon. So you guys can see what it's all about. Okay, so I started my base for my Yakman, of course. Yakman! Yakmunk. The Yakmunk uh, is awesome. 
<gasps> they have a platypus person. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we saw those last two weeks ago, right? I showed it to y'all this week. And I knew that. So it's like a wizard. Or no, it's like an alchemist. Yeah. It's like an alchemist platypus. Oh. Oh, that's just... I know I saw it, but now I'm looking at it with like a wash over it so you can see all the details and everything. And he's got like this weird bunny hamster familiar thing. That is so cute. Oh, no, that's that's a corgi. That's a corgi? No, it's not because it has little little teeth of... Yeah, it's a corgi. It's got rodent teeth. Yeah, it's a weird it's corgi. Like, that's does not look like a corgi i'm sorry <laughs> it's a corgi all right so i've got my base and i just did some base coloring the gray and then dry brush white over it because i wanted some gray rock and such but i need to do something about the stone-ish and i think i'm gonna just do brown stone on this um maybe just wash some brown ink into that maybe that'll just like kind of pop and do where all that while we're talking about this stuff um, there is some crazy monstrous uh, grub worm sort of larva monster. Yeah, that's their big model for next month. Holy smokes. That is so Nurgle. Yeah, they they're making and they're they're reasonably priced. They don't they don't do like 15 20 <gasps> models like some of the I other got ones. stung by one of those. I can recognize the So when I say stung by like a caterpillar, I mean it has these little things, spurs that are coming off the back of it. And so once upon a time, I found myself sticking my hand in a bag of material that had been sitting around for a year out, out of doors, basically. And there was one of these big ass, I mean, two inch, maybe, maybe more, this, this huge, fat, green caterpillar and it had these little spurs kind of sticking off the back of it anyways my hand grazed it and there was a line there was like this line of dots across the back of my hand it stung like a bee sting like i got stung by a bunch of bees on the back of my hand and hmm, started probably venomous up. yeah and probably not, uh, like horribly so but but holy smokes that was the coolest looking caterpillar it was amazing amazing so i gently took it not with my hand uh and put it in some uh in some bushes because i didn't want to just put it out on the road because i didn't want a predator to just immediately come in and eat it. it so i i thought i should give it a fighting chance you know so i put it in some bushes <laughs> and uh but oh this coolest caterpillars before cell phones so so like or it was before picture phones so i couldn't take a picture of it but damn that was so cool but oh my hand hurt like hell the back of my hand and it had all these little dots where each one of those little spurs uh touched my hand yeah definitely venomous one probably do what definitely venomous time yeah. Like I mean, terrible. it certainly didn't. It didn't kill me. Yeah, I mean, but, people equate venomous with deadly. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. A lot of things that are venomous that are just gonna suck. The U.S. has been trying to eradicate buck moths. I always wondered what kind of a uh, 
what kind of a caterpillar, what kind of moth it turned into because it was, I mean, it was a good size. It was like the size of my finger, you know, in, in, in length and width. It just, I never saw one that big. So I'm using the transparent brown from a pro acryl on mm -hmm. for the rock, for for the sandy texture. I don't. I think I want the stone to stay gray, but I want the rocks to be or the dirt to be brownish. So I'm just using one of the transparents because it's giving it a brown, but it's also highlighting because of the dry brush of oh. white I did over everything. I mean. Is he poisonous or is he venomous? There's a difference. There and I'm being specific. That's only because not, uh, I said, uh, Dave would be pedantic with me. Because he has a degree in zoology. Yeah, there is a difference. So, I was racking my brains about what we should talk about this week. And I was just going back and forth, back and forth. And, of course, I have figured it out, you know, was it? yesterday afternoon and we haven't talked about it but it's something we should bring up um and i think it's it's actually kind of important because uh you can hurt yourself in your hobby space um of course kathy has a hobby space that you work at like all the time and setting up a hobby space should you should be mindful of where everything is you should put you know stuff in certain areas have certain models certain paints like that and go to lighting like kathy where do you usually store do you have like your own little rack of stuff of paints or is it just all over the place i have a i have a carousel of paint this this carousel is the most often used paint as people who have looked at my stream know, I don't use a ton of paints. I don't have like a wall of a hundred colors or a thousand or however many it is that people have. I usually use about 20 tops. And Unlike not even, me, that you know, has like, you know, 25 billion because I'm not as well versed in you and the department of you know paint mixing paint mixing i mean that everything. just comes from doing it that yeah. just comes from practice yeah. uh nothing wrong with it it's just yeah and there's nothing wrong with take you know having your recipe of all of a bunch of different bottles of colors that you want to use for your different layers and stuff there's nothing wrong with that either yeah. it's just a different way of doing it mm -hmm. so but you know, I don't have a lot of space for a, a hundred different paints anyway, so it's probably for the best. <laughs> well, mine's easy. Aside from the one, the paints that I have out on that I'm currently using or have used recently, which are all over here, which I may show you later. You guys can see these right here. My paints live in here and then some in the boxes too, which are ones I've been using the next generation of recently, the next iteration back of recently. I just haven't put back in because I'm lazy. That's my paints. I don't have like a fancy paint rack. I just got that uh, because paint's fitting it more or less standing up for the uh, dropper bottles, but they still fit in there lying down, which is all good. 
Yeah, because, I mean, you also have, like, all your water and your paintbrushes. Everything's pretty much near where you're at, right? Well, And I have a whole separate uh, little tray for my beverages that is not on my hobbying <laughs> desk. You mean so you don't drink paint water? Exactly. That never happens because I always have to stretch my hand over to my right in order to grab my uh, my coffee or my water or whatever it is that I'm drinking. And, uh, and then I also, important safety feature, because I use a coffee cup for my, my rinse, I always aim the handle away from me so that I don't, you know, just when I'm not really thinking, I don't just grab it like this. Oh. I can't. I can't just grab it like this. The handle's away from me, so if I'm if I'm grabbing for something, and I have to wrap my fingers around it like that, then I know that it's not it's it's not my coffee. Sort of like this, like I have two wash pots, and I have them both over here, but my drink is way over there, so it's oh, yeah. not like I'm not going to yeah. grab it and drink it. Now, the only time I've ever rinsed my brushes out in my coffee or tea is if I am at a convention where I'm just, I'm like at Fort Wapple and I, and everything's different because it's not my house. Yes. So my, my cup for my water is different. The cup that I'm drinking my coffee out of is different. So, and they're all like in front of me because space is at a premium when, when you're at a convention. So I've I've then accidentally rinsed my brush in my coffee. I've never drank my paint water though. That no, I no. Well, there are my drinking stuff right here near. You see the computer and everything over here, and then over here, those two are my water bottles. They're these sort of these jugs that are what they're called, so I can seal them in keep water from going everywhere and then open up when I need it. As you can see by the bit of a mess here, I keep the paints I'm currently using a bit light, all out here so I can grab them easily. I still have just my paint out there. Some models and all. So I can grab them easily and the rest like I said are behind me. And then I've got, if I need to assemble, I don't want to move stuff, I go way over here. The other side over here, where my headphones are sitting, and I can just put down a pad or thing and paint or assemble stuff there if I can't clean my area. Hi, Mo's Magic. Welcome. Yeah, because I mean, I have most of the paint that I use, like I do have some paints over here. Uh, those are my privateer press paints and then like my specialty paints. As in the fluorescence and backup paints. Like if I, like I, I bought, you know, backups of black and white, you know, the paints I use the most. And so I'm like, um, I bought those and I put them over to the side. So, you know, they're not on my rack because I do have a huge paint rack in front of me of all of my paints that I have. Because unless I'm like really, 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 really in, you know, I know exactly what I'm going to be painting with. I kind of just go on a whim and pick stuff up so it's all kind Down of to it, it's huge rack right baneon 
huge wreck. And I keep. I, uh, on the other hand, have started painting with oil, so I had to clear out. I had to clear out all my acrylic paints and put them in the rack, or put them in a box. And I had to move my water cup so that I wasn't tempted to rinse my my oily brushes out in water because oil and water, right? They make yeah. it really well, right? So. Well, if you use ultrasound. So, yeah. So, so I had to kind of just switch. Well, for people who have, who have been watching my stream for a long time, I have been talking for over a year about clearing out the other side of my living room so that I could move my hobby area to the other side of the living room where I would have more room. And I finally, uh, in December, finally got that done. Yeah, that's a year resolution that you got done in the year, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, because really it was more like October of 2018. Or was it 2019? Honestly, I don't remember. Well, if you don't but remember, then it was done within a year. And thus, it, success. No, it was over a year. It was over a year. It had to have been October 2018. I don't know. Oh, well. Let's... No, it was 2019. And last year was the year that didn't happen. That's why I'm confused. Because there anyway. was no ReaperCon. Um, correct. So yeah, over a year, wow. finally done. Um, and so I'm still trying to figure out ideal places to put stuff. Oh yeah, you know that that make more sense. I still have a bunch of miscellaneous stuff on my table from my other hobby space where I don't even remember where it was or what it was doing. I feel like I can find a better place for it. So. So while I have the, the biggest parts done, like my computer, my streaming area, uh, there's still things that are kind of settling into place. And mm -hmm. they will continue to do that as I figure out what I'm using more at the time, which right now is oil paints. So I'm kind of, everything's geared towards that. I do have a, I have a tabaret with drawers in it next to me and a tabaret of course is you know that is artists speak for a rolling uh set of drawers which i also have under my uh, hobby <laughs> section here it's just it's a simple Ovo. plastic one. oh yeah yours is fancy mine's plastic that's <laughs> why it's a tabaret yeah it's got like <laughs> it's all a tabaret, not a facing stuff and hey bill robertson how are you stuff. it's just good to uh have there and I want more because I got like my printer over here and I'd like more shelves under it because it's got it on a tray table right now because I mean hey it works but Bill Robertson says half the time when I want to refer to 2019 I find myself struggling not to say last year I know right right I'm not alone in that okay well, that's because your mind that already looks good events. I'm sorry John, oh, yeah. what was that? oh yeah go ahead I was just saying that base looks really good already. Oh, absolutely. I, you're going to put some green or, oh, you're going to put snow on it. Never mind. Yeah, well, I too. also have some uh, snow vegetation. Some vegetation that has uh, snow on it already. 
Maybe some snowy foliage. Some snowy you could even foliage. throw a little bit of purpley blue uh, wash into some shadows, you know, because with snow, you get that sort of in the shadows, it's more of a sort of purpley blue okay. than, than a gray, and it makes it look colder. Yeah, I've got some other, I've got some vegetation to go with it too, so it won't just be rock and dirt. Ooh, this is way fine. I mean, rock and dirt 25, don't let any, don't anyone think that ain't enough for your base. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you weren't doing a snow base, that, um, I might have gone with green instead on the side stuff to make it look like moss. Yeah. But you could do both. Or both, both yeah. And green. Yeah. Which I've, I've done that for for that mossy uh, kind of effect, or moss and lichens growing on rock. Oh yeah, yeah, just to, even just a little bit like a static grass with a couple of small portions on the bottom there, and then some mossy stuff for the rest of it. You can do that without doing it snow. It would look super awesome even then. The snow will be cool too, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and technically, cool. uhu glue would be great for. Uh, for icicles too, and I just thought of that because so I got my very first uhu glue today. I feel like I'm I'm doing a commercial for it or something. It's weird, but I've been wanting to get some of this for a long time, and I finally placed an order on Amazon. So I finally get to experiment with making bloody, gory, slimy, snotty, uh, gross stuff with uhu glue, and also. Uh, it would probably be good for icicles. Never heard of it. Yeah. It's just one of those things I've heard other modelers, other hobbyists talk about for, for, you know, anything when they need to get that sort of, oh, saliva strands, like in dragon's mm -hmm. mouths. That's yeah. what they use to do that. Or dripping blood and all. Exactly. Dripping blood uh, dripping snot, nurgly stuff. Yeah. Let's go back to nurgly stuff. I've noticed got a theme Is here. it stinky, Mo? I haven't opened it yet. I haven't tested it out. I'm going to have to get my Gellerpox, my Gellerpox infected out because I wanted to do snotty, slimy bases for those. And on some of them, they're totally finished except for the base because... I had been sort of procrastinating on getting this stuff so that I could could do that slimy stuff, but now I have it, so I guess I better finish those. But of course, those are acrylic, which means I have to wait until after I'm done with my oil painting bust project. <laughs> because that requires me to switch around my whole desk from... Yep oils to acrylics again and that's a good point too of cleaning your hobby space it's a good idea to clean it frequently like if you finish a project like when i get finished with this night that seems like it's taking me forever in a day uh i will clean up the whole thing i'll take most of the paints and put them away because i'm not in the middle of painting anything i'll keep maybe the ones i was uh using for my star wars legion because they're sort of a rotating project i want to do i'll put them in one of the boxes behind me that i showed you uh, so they're all in one place. Um, also, so I can write them down. I might actually write them down depending on how much time I take. And then I'll clean out both of the bottles, clean off the palette and everything, and, and clean everything that needs to be there out. So I'm fresh for the next uh, 
project. That way you don't get too much mess. Because I used to get these, like, if you'd see my hobby speak pictures, just these mounds of paint surrounding a little uh -huh. semicircle I can paint a model in the middle of. I think it's yeah. a little much sometimes. No, yeah, I you also have... need to clean it up because, you know, like, when I, when I did the cardboard and was breaking the cardboard apart on this, you know, that, you know, you mean fine cork? cork. I should say cork, not cardboard. Cork. Yeah, that cork, that fine cork was, you know, all over the place and it had to clean that up. Well, I do all that kind of stuff inside of a box lid. Like any of the old GW larger boxes are great for that. I keep them just because sometimes you need a box that's big enough. I'll do stuff in there if it's going to be messy just because I don't have to clean up much of a mess anymore. Even having a mat in front of you, like a cutting mat or, uh, or some rubber mat kind of thing. Well, that you're doing all of that stuff on. It's so much easier to just be able to take the whole mat and dump it into the garbage for to get most of the the crumbs when you're doing yeah. basing. Because yeah. so really noticed, basing is so messy. Under my on my hobby thing, it's actually this uh it's actually glue doesn't stick to it, paint doesn't stick to it. The only thing it's bad with is anything sharp. So I try to keep sharp objects away. So I keep the uh That's cool. The cutting mat which I have easily handy here underneath it on top of my what did you call those things with the drawers the tabaret yes under my very fine plastic tabaret i keep it on the top of that so i can tabaret easily... get it right yeah it's a tabaret sure <laughs> tabaret go get her right it typed it into the chat tabaret go get her right anything that rhymes with so I have four of the uh, sets of drawers. I have I have two sets over there. I took the wheels off so that I could put it up on top of a, on top of the table. But I have two over there. I have two on this side. They're all full of stuff. And I just realized. I mean, I can't get to almost any of this while I'm oh. streaming. The ones over there, forget it. You the used to right here. Paper boxes. So now, now I need. I've decided that right next to my fancy tabaret, there is space for me to put one of my plastic sets of drawers right there. And that's going to be handy for me for uh, some of my work in progress smaller models because mm -hmm. the drawers are only like this high. So I, I can't put, you know, taller stuff in it without lying them down. But cabaret will be... <laughs> Come to the cabaret, old chum. <laughs> Apparently, we're we'll be line dancing. Banyan should fit right in. Line, line dancing at the cabaret. I thought we were going to see Liza Minnelli. Uh, if we have to. That's not nice. Liza Minnelli. Be in the cabaret. No. As long as it's not cats, we're okay. I'll happily see cats as like a live production by people. Live without CG and buttholes. You know someone's got a copy of the butthole edition out there somewhere. Yep, but if they try and show it to me, I will shank them. Actually, no, I guess it's stabbing because it's actually going to use a knife. And yes, yeah, so I know that's recorded. Play that at my trial. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so let's talk about lighting for a minute because lighting is very important. Um, on these models uh, to not only for painting, but also for streaming. Um, 
like for me, I have, you know, of course the light that's in that room, but I also have, I did the LED strips with just hunks of metal um, on here type thing um, instead of doing two lamps. Because I had two lamps and I got rid of them because I found really good bright LEDs really, really cheap. So, I found really good LED lamps for cheap. Yeah, I, I did too. I have two They're really discontinued now, but... It's not always the way. Cause I got, I'm yeah. going to use this camera here. So to show you my lighting, I got this big light fixture. I'm pretty sure you can see over here uh -huh. with three lights. When I used to have my hobby here, if I'm assembling stuff here, I'll turn this one on too. I've got this light here also. That's a nice LED light. Then I got the one over there that handles most of the stuff. I got this one here that's an LED light. And I got my big swing arm light that I use for most stuff. And both of these bend or turn so that I can easily get them where I need to see. No, I can't show anybody my lights because my cameras are bolted into place. The only reason I like have... keeping this one on top of the computer like that is so I can do silly shit like that. Yeah. Oh, I'm about to do the um, snow stuff, but I wanted to show you as I knock one model over. I did another dice tray. This is my. Oh, oh that's gonna have to redo. Um, gonna be the fake wood one. Huh, knocking over models and stuff, but I got to do something about this because that did not sit. So I did another dice tray, and then I finished the more than dice one, and I think that's in the living room drying still. So, all right, so I'm going to do the snow bases, uh, the snow. Uh, this is the, there's a weird piece of thing, the crushed glass secret weapon. And pretty much what you do, you don't breathe this stuff in. should probably be wearing a mask right now. In fact, to be honest, if you're using anything with fine particles, may I first suggest you put on an actual particle mask or... Heaven forbid an actual respirator if you have one. And if you're going to work with resin and this kind of shit frequently, just buy a respirator. They're not expensive. I have one. They have filters that can be um, taken off. They're very useful for other stuff, like hardcore bathroom cleaning when you're getting out the bleach and shit. You just get some goggles. You get that. And Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's your public service announcement from John. I have not regretted ever having a full-fledged respirator. If things got hinky in COVID land, I was going to be walking out with this giant respirator, and people look at me like I'm crazy, and then be like, now nah, you're right. And then you use the realistic water, and then you pour it in here. And depending on if you want runny snow or... Oh, so Legionnaire, I don't know if they're back in stock. I've had mine for years. We had a bad mold problem in the old bathroom, so we bought one because, you know, we wanted to make sure we were safe. And I destroyed the crap out of that. And, but still got the respirator. works very well. Um, they may not be, but eventually they'll come back in time. There's my, there's my long-ass link to... N7 uh, mask. Ooh, link. Long-ass link to uh, a similar oh. LED lamp to the ones that I use, and I absolutely love them. You can adjust the brightness. It? How tall is it? Huh? Is it how tall it is? Uh, I don't know about that one. This one's, I don't know about four feet. 
but it has a gooseneck. Uh, it's a flexible neck on it, so you can kind of bend it and adjust it. And it has a remote so that you can, you know, adjust the brightness of it from low to, to lighter. In addition to the light that it gives off being a warm yellow light or a cooler blue light or sort of a, a neutral, almost daylight uh, color, which is fantastic. That's what I keep it at. I keep it right in the middle. And I have one on either side of me for, uh, for painting. I might punch the guys who make it in the face because there we go. Finally, 37 questions in. 55 inches tall, which being just shy of five foot or so, um, probably okay. I'm just thinking of, because it looks like a good lamp for me to use, honestly. You know, because these aren't going to last forever. They're sort of inefficient, to be honest. But, or I could put one at the end of the desk here to go over if I don't want the swing arm. Yes, Bill Robertson, one on each side of me. Look as I turn them on, what happens to my, uh, to my camera and my area. There's one. There's two. Is she okay, Gonzo? I'm just saying she's going to get blasted by white light. <laughs> Actually, looks fine. She's, she's, she's much brighter. Yeah, well, there's another one that's behind me that has a, a warm, dim light. So, but yeah, this is... Well, yeah. well when I really need it. to paint, I need more now light. Now I can see everything. I can see through time and space. So here's a hint if you guys are ever going to do streaming like we do. Uh, Razor <laughs> makes a... Uh, Oh, the Razer makes the Kia, which is one of its uh, webcams, that has a light around it, has a light ring around the camera. So it's really you know, good. And that's super freaky when, because you see people now who are streaming and you can tell they're using one of those lights with the ring on it because they have this reflection, this circle reflection in their eye, and it makes people's eyes look so weird. I don't even yep. want to look at them. So that's why I don't use it for me, for my face, because you know, you know, my face in the dark is better. <laughs> Um, so I use it for, you know, my, my hobby cam so that you have extra light there. And in addition, not only that, I mean, honestly, the damn magnifier I use, the one I get has a damn light on it too. So there's lots of light out there. And, and honestly, if you guys have the chance, like if you're looking for magnifiers like Kathy or I use, if you see one with the light, I would definitely suggest that it helps sometimes. Sometimes it'll just be me looking for a part on the ground rather having to grab this light and try and twist it out so I can see what's below me. I just like turn the light on and I'm like, where is it? May seem silly, but it's super helpful. Yeah, it's, it's good to look for, for extra light wherever you can, you know. Sometimes you'll see a good you know, just go on Amazon and look for lights. Like the two I have, the one over on this side, that's more of a standard uh, stand for light. And then the bendy arm one, um, those are both great, and they were neither one was expensive. Uh, even the webcam, uh, the old webcam harness, you know, bendy arm I had for the hobby cam had a light attached too. You can just get ring lights that are just ring lights on a bendy armature that you can put wherever you want. Those are super helpful. And even though this light, the uh, regular arm light, the white one I have, is great. 
they make ones that are so much better. I've had this for freaking, I'm going to say, closer to a decade than not. And, I mean, technology's gone quite a bit there. So. And Gonzo's playing with paste. Don't eat it. Do not eat it. Don't eat what? Don't eat your glue. A daylight bulb or an incandescent? Uh, uh, I, I use daylight every time I can. Yeah. Natural light. It's yeah. incandescent will get some weird uh, results. Incandescent bulbs are honestly hard to find these days. Sure, I'm gonna have some. I mean, here, I'll actually, one, <laughs> one in the back. Yeah, so the one in the back has a standard incandescent light, and you can see. I think you can see. Uh, you might be able to see, but it actually literally is so much more orange than. Mm -hmm. The other one, it's hard to see the light on the list. They're really a warm, generally. Yeah. You can tell when I turn them off, that one's off. That's really a totally different tone. It would be terrible for painting with. Do not that's suggest. What I, that's what I like about these these adjustable LED lights where you can you can go from warm a warm yellow light to the, the cooler blue light. And then in between is almost mm -hmm. like a more of a daylight, very neutral which is fantastic. And yep. Both my LED lamps have uh, multiple options, um, two or three modes. The one on the bendy arm has two modes. The other one, I think, has three modes. And, I mean, sometimes you want that because sometimes you want to see what it's going to look like in the store, and sometimes you don't. Also, depending on your eyes, as my eyes get crappier and crappier, Sometimes you want that different light because it's going to help your eyes just because the way they are. So test them out, see what it is. And sure, it may not look exactly the same, but if you have the multiple types of light, you'll be able to see. You just got to be aware that those incandescents are going to look, your stuff's going to look different when it hits the, the table under the harsh lights of the game store when we finally get back there. <laughs> we will. We'll get there. Eventually. Um, if you I can do like... mimic the harsh lights of the game store, though, while you know what your stuff is going to look like when you get back there. Yeah, I thought of trying to get, like, a one of those lights just above it. Oh, also, yeah, yeah. At some point, do we really want that? There would be, I saw them on, on Amazon, and, uh, and I sent Jim the link, because they're just, like, these shop light things that, mm -hmm. you know... But they were LED, mm -hmm. and uh, and I thought those would be great for in the basement when he's doing his uh, battle reports and stuff. Oh yeah, they're playing great. in the store. What is this wizardry? Great. Yes, you well. you remember that back in the olden days? Playing uh, in the store. A lot of games, unfortunately. That's going to cause me trouble. Well, you know, those, those big LED lights are good for if you need a large area and you don't want to put a lot of lights in it and you want a good amount of light. They will work very well for that. Um, actually, to be honest, if you get enough lights, there is a time at uh, my buddy Al Marshall's old place where the lights went out while we were in the middle of a game. He had enough portable lights that were LED. We finished a game of Malifaux with the power off. We had, uh, so we were at the bunker 
and we were playing D&D, or not D&D, I'm sorry, we were playing Blood Bowl. It was uh, League Night, and the power went out, and it was just shy of closing, but I had to finish my game with this guy, and so we went outside, because it was in the building that, that the light was on, but somehow... Oh, they were closing. We set up a little table outside and people held flashlights up so we could finish our game <laughs> because we're nerds. Because <laughs> we're, we're like that. Hey, me and uh, my buddy Doug Breakiron, may he rest in peace, finished a Blood Bowl game at the office, Game Workshop office, with a fire alarm test going off. Everyone else went outside because it was loud. We didn't need to. It wasn't like a test. They were just making sure it worked. We we're like, fuck it, we're in the middle of the game. We don't care. We just sat there with the fire alarm going off, playing the, playing out the rest of our blood bowl. <laughs> Speaking of fire alarms, uh, I was at a convention in, uh, for work. We were at a, a furry convention. And the you know how at conventions, sometimes somebody, some joker pulls the fire alarm? Yeah. Like, that used to happen every year at another convention I used to go to. Every single year, at some point during the convention, in the middle of the night, somebody would pull the fire alarm. And so I just assumed that at this convention that somebody had done that because that's what you do, right? And then it was really a fire alarm. And it just kept going and going, and of course... My coworker is sleeping in the other bed, and he wakes up briefly, and he's like, "Oh, the fire alarm! Yeah, whatever," because he has the same thought as I do. So he just, and he can sleep through it. I don't understand how he could sleep through this. So, 15 minutes in, I am messaging with uh, a friend of mine who is also working this convention, and she says, "They've evacuated the hotel." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, say what now? And there's like, yeah, and, and there's like some poisonous gas thing going on here. And I'm like, oh, shit. I have that's, to wake my coworker up. That story was national news because I remember that story. Uh-huh. Yes, and it this, was. folks, is why you don't pull the fire alarm. Ah, I was there. You know, when, you don't, when it's not really a fire because you get this. Um, it is like the adult version of the boy who it, cried wolf. In this case, it was actually a. Uh, it was actually somebody had left a canister of uh, chlorine gas in the the fire escape area near one of the one of the. Uh, they had a, a whole floor that was party rooms because that's what you do at these the little fan conventions. You have party rooms, and they're usually all on one floor or two floors. And so there were like 20 people that ended up being hospitalized because of inhaling this chlorine gas. Yeah, that's not good for you. And so, yeah, that's why they evacuated the hotel. Did I know? No. no. Uh, but of course, the, the elevators weren't working because, duh. Um, yeah. And so we had to find our way out via emergency exits. Me and my me and my coworker, and we were like the only people. Like we didn't see anyone because everybody else was already smart enough to leave. 
So yeah, we joined everybody else, and then uh, they opened the convention center that was across the street, so that we could everybody from this hotel could go in and seek shelter because it was December and it was like five degrees out. Because yeah, it's Chicago in December. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah, was uh, not a fun night. And note to Banyan, uh, Lotam has never set off a uh, fire alarm. He only clears rooms. So, so definitely that was a tangent yes. from our uh, our hobby stuff. But, uh, <laughs> still, still nerd related. However, some good notes there. <laughs> um, what what time is it, by the way? What time we got left? Uh, seven minutes. Um, what about chairs? And because I know that one of the things is is Fatigue from sitting and doing stuff can be a big pain in the butt. Literally. As long as your chair is comfortable, it doesn't really matter because this isn't like you're working. You can get up and stop when you need to. Correct. And, and uh, may I start saying, do so. You're starting to feel a little like, don't, like, finish what you're doing immediately. Wash your brush off and get up and do something else. If your hand starts hurting from fatigue or whatever, stop. My ex-partner Practically gave himself carpal tunnel because his hand was start hurting, and he'd just keep on fucking going like an idiot. You you have to stop and do some kind of exercises. If your hand is hurting, stop and do some kind of physical therapy like exercises, and you can Google them, and you can Pressure. find you Pressure can pack. find exercises. You don't actually have to go to a physical therapist to find physical therapy exercises for your hand. Yeah, well, also. A lot of some of that stuff is actually back related, not hand related. So stretch your back a little bit too. Be careful, because I mean that's I have that occasionally. I used to lose uh, feeling in multiple fingers in my hands, and I would have to stop. It's, you know, it's why part of why I stopped painting for a while is because it was hard to do that when you get ten minutes in and suddenly you're like, I gotta stop. Um, whatever it was doesn't happen anymore, so that's good. But. Um, Comfy chair, don't spend too much in a chair. I mean, unless, like, for right now, if I were always going to be working at home, I would get the best, most comfortable chair in the history of chairs. But right now, it's only for the rest of the month, basically, and then it's just when I'm hobbying, so. Just because I have I'm a chair that I've had for, like, 15 years, the same chair, and it's just a, a like, $30 desk chair that I got at Office Max, but it has a cow print on it. See? Yeah. It has a my, my beautiful cow print and it's comfy and it was 30 fucking dollars not like 150 200 dollars to be fair that's also part of that's inflation part of that some of these chairs have a lot of extra functions like my chair is super comfortable i love it I just um, don't understand how many functions you need to be a miniature painter i mean depends i mean i've got these nice armrests i can rest my arm on when we're chilling just cold chilling like that yeah. there is no chilling in miniature painting Sure there is. <laughs> Miniature painting is serious business. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no one told me that. <laughs> Silly the whole time. Oh, John, 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 John. <laughs> but yeah, just make sure it's nice and comfy. If you've got a larger setup like mine, make sure you've got something hard down that you can roll on. Because I'll be honest, sure, this carpet might be nice there, but, uh, man, it is fucking hell to roll on. I really want to rip the carpeting out of this room and 
I just didn't have the energy to do it when I was moving oh. all my stuff around, but that would have been the perfect time to do it. But Wow. Trash is for the trash's store. Yeah, that's really terrible. Don't they know they're supposed to throw that in the garbage? Yeah, that's tragic. That's so <laughs> disgusting. I won't even read it. Yeah, I don't even read it. Let's say terrible things happen. We should have thrown that shit in the garbage. Pun intended. Boom. So serious business. I'm out of here. Hey, if you can't hack it, man. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, you know me, I totally take it seriously, super serious, all the time. All the time. Yes. I'm always all serious. Time. All serious, all the time. All serial, all the time. Yes, yes. That is me. Cereal. Cereal sounds good, actually. All right, yeah. so I got all oh, the yeah. snow on the base. I'm going right, to let, let that harden up. And then I'll put the uh, the static grass on there that I have that I the snowy grass on there. What so important uh, important question right here? Mm -hmm. What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Cold Grandpa's. Uh, I don't know. I've been digging like frosted uh, strawberry frosted wheats, the little bite sized ones, and I'll oh, eat that as a good. snack yeah. too. Because I mean, they're just like. I have a box of that, and I just grab it as a snack to eat while I'm watching TV. That is a sign of being But I don't. I I have to admit, I can't do milk much more anymore. I can't, like, eat a bowl of cereal with milk. It's just, I you know eat it as a snack. Chocolate almond milk with your cereal. Uh, actually, I do like almond Never tried milk that. with cereal. It works, it works very well. You do not it's notice amazing. the cereal at all. The only problem is I do occasionally when I'm getting cereal because I'm eating at home a lot. I do like a glass of milk occasionally, especially of a chocolatey dessert. It is super good. Uh, Moe's Magic, I do also like Honey Nut Cheerios because you cannot have Golden Grahams every time because I'm an adult. And I do Honey Nut Cheerios cereal. with chocolate almond milk? Magic, Mo, Magic. See, I've I, never had almond milk before. Milk. Do you? I drink chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk. Oh, now I could drink. Yeah. I can but drink I the shit out of chocolate milk. Of because I love chocolate milk. That's exactly the reason I don't have it. I will drink that shit in a day. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah. That's also the reason why I don't buy Fruity Pebbles, because I will eat the entire box in within, like, two mornings. And that's not healthy, so I'll I don't get it. But if I had large, large lunches, you know, I had a breakfast, have cereal, have a large lunch, maybe I ran out and got, you know, too much nuggets and milkshake from McDonald's or whatever. And then for dinner, I'm not really hungry and I just have a, a, a bowl of cereal. Trashorama, um, the next time we're at ReaperCon together, I will show you how to milk an almond. <laughs> oh yeah, right. the fun boxes of cereals. You know, when I was a kid, we didn't have sugar cereals at home, but when we went camping, my mom would always get the, the fun boxes the, the whole package of the small cereals, which were all sugary, and us kids were ecstatic, but we were only ever limited to eating one of those boxes of cereals, which, as you know, don't have very much cereal in them. Yeah, those are those are, those are not a serving. That's like a fucking joke. Like, oh, yeah. you want the slightest taste of the cereal? But also, I go. was like eight, seven, six in that uh, age range, so I didn't really need oh. that much. Thanks, Tim. Pretty <laughs> ultra, but, I mean, now I can get an entire box of Fruity Pebbles. 
and eat it all at one time. Because <laughs> that's you what adults be. do. Being adults also. <laughs> you want to stop in the middle of the day because you're in your break and you want to drive to the ice cream place and get a sundae, you can do that because you're an adult. I don't because I'm also an adult and that is not good for me. Hinton said, really John, I just noticed your shirt. It's very cool. Yeah. It's, uh, He's wearing his Dr. Horrible t-shirt. Yeah. For the uh, people that can't see. Dr. Horrible, sing along yeah. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Dr. Horrible, sing along Bob. It was great. Yeah, most, sometimes some are sweet. I mean, Cheerios is still pretty good, too, but definitely Honey Nut Cheerios is probably the, the best of the sort of healthy cla healthier class of cereal. I just eat oatmeal. So today, I eat oatmeal when I'm at work, which means I'll have oatmeal tomorrow because I'll be in the office. Also, I, I, I put brown sugar in my oatmeal. Also, I get prepackaged, but I mean, maple brown I've sugar is diced one. ham. So I put a few pieces of diced ham in my oatmeal. And it's freaking brilliant. Yeah, I don't. With Because either I'm waking up at like, you know, waking up in a road, grabbing a bowl of cereal, running back up here to work, or I'm driving into work and then I just pour some hot water in my nice cup of oatmeal and I go. I highly recommend uh, Dice Ham. Like, our grocery store will, will take hams that, I don't know, they're getting close to their expiration date maybe which doesn't mean they're bad because they're they're vacuum sealed ham mm -hmm. um so but they cube them all up into tiny pieces and they repackage them and we'll get those and they're super cheap that way so yeah i'll i'll put a few pieces in my oatmeal and and it adds adds this little extra flavor with the uh with the brown sugar mm -hmm. so which is all totally off topic. So <laughs> we always talk about food eventually, so it doesn't matter. Well, Gonzo, you can lead off on uh, uh, media section. Talk about something I don't care about because I need to go pee very badly. Okay, uh, so John's gonna go potty because he's drank too much while we've been doing this. Um, so um, this week, I really didn't watch a lot this week, which was kind of weird. Because uh, I was actually really, really, really busy. I did watch a bunch more of SG-1, by the way. Uh, I'm at the ending of Season 5, which is the ending of where um, Showtime is no longer have it. Uh, so, I did notice that the show finally switched from... <clears throat> started to go to a widescreen format, which I thought was interesting. Because I was watching it, you know, in the, the square box format for the longest time. And it finally switched over to... Um, the widescreen, and so I'm watching it. Um, and it's at the ending of season five because you can tell they're wrapping up a story. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and trying to get something big done, which is okay. I'm not a big problem. Um, it's much better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm ready to see, start seeing things that I saw when I was watching it on sci fi. So hopefully I'll be there. Hey, Gun Mage. Um, so. It's going to be my background music for a while, uh, especially tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow, so uh, I may not put that on there because uh, I know I have to watch Vikings and Sabrina and uh, quite a few other TV shows uh, that are out there that I got to watch. So, I mean, issue one, like I said, it's it's 
it's just there for right now. Um, season five is almost done, so um, we'll begin to the sci-fi versions. I'm starting, think I'm starting to remember some of the episodes, um, but not really, just some of the characters from those episodes is what I'm doing. So, um, holding off on it. John, what's your first one? Uh, my first one is last week uh, when I was off. I actually watched Knives Out again with my mom hmm. and my niece. And it was just as good, if not better, the second time around. See, I don't know if I could watch it twice because I already know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? You catch stuff you didn't catch. You catch yeah. all the little bits that, you know, they tell you, you know, when they do the reveals, you catch them as they're going on. Yeah, and, and, and I think that would kind of ruin it for me, going, oh, yeah, they, uh, I remember them saying this was going to happen and stuff and everything, but I don't know. It doesn't, but also it's even better if you're watching people who don't know, because they're sort of looking at you and you're like, oh, no, I'm not telling you. Oh, yeah, that, there's always that fun stuff type thing, but I don't know. I don't know if I can watch that again, because it's sort of like watching Clue again. Unless you've seen all the endings. So you don't watch Clue on a frequent basis. I would watch Knives Out again. I haven't watched Clue in a long time. I love that. I actually watched that twice in a week. I think. Yeah, I think you did. Like Knives Out, Clue, Murder by Death. Murder by Death's a little harder because it's older. Murder by Death is fun though. Any good? It's like watching Ocean's Eleven again. You know, one of those. Like you love it. You know what's going to happen, but you just want to experience the fun of it again. Yeah. And you'll notice little things, and Mm -hmm. then you get to see those. You get to hear those one-liners again. I would say, honestly, the truest opinion of your movie comes the second time you've watched it. Because the first time you go in with expectations, the second time you're like, okay, expectations be damned. I know what it is. Let me just go and try and enjoy it. Um, A lot of movies were like that. I won't talk about which ones they are. But uh, there's a lot of movies where maybe I didn't like it so much the first time. But then you stew on it, you go watch it again, and you like it better. Because you're no longer coming with the expectation of, I expected it to be this. Next time you come in and go, okay, I was not expecting it to be this, so now I can enjoy it for what it is. But uh, Knives Out, hey, uh, Zero Space Herpes, shock of shocks, still. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, what Bond movie did you watch this week? I watched Octopussy. See, that's my first... I think that was my first John, James Bond movie I watched in the theater. Um, and went to go see... Because my grandmother was really hesitant about us going to it because it said octopusy. Sure. And well, gosh, I mean, what could you possibly, you know, think of, about that as a youngster? <laughs> so yeah, I I uh, I, rem- I remember it. That was a very distinct memory in my head because my mom and my grandmother took me to go see it, and my grandmother was all up in arms about the title. So. I remember that distinctly seeing it in the theater. So, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Just memory flashed in. I Oh, hey, that's fantastic. I I enjoyed it. It was, uh, Roger Moore is uh, looking a little long in the tooth. <laughs> you ain't even done yet. I know. There's one more, right? One more of him. It's, is it, is you do a kill? Wait. A View to a Kill is, is is actually the first one I remember seeing, and I think it is the last killing of him. I don't know if it's uh, the last one, but I'm up to check, aren't I? 
Moonraker. I mean, we're we're in the eighties now, so Timothy Dalton is creeping up on us. Yeah, View to a Kill is the last of the main. Are you gonna watch Never Say Never Again? It came yeah. out in eighty three. Didn't I? Did I didn't I watch that last week? Uh, you might have. Now we don't Yeah, View to the Kill is your last Roger Moore. And then you can Hold go on, now lover. The wonderful of Tim Dalton. And then you can go into Pierce Brosnan. I'm most interested in the Pierce Brosnan ones because I still love Goldeneye, but the other ones I'm not sure. Oh, I've... yeah, yeah. Never Say Never Again was the one that was... That's the one that was starring Sean Connery based on based on the novel Thunderball. Yes. But not actually technically. Thunderball. Yeah, exactly. The, the, a Bond film in the, you know. But I feel like, yeah, now that you mentioned it, I feel like I need to watch that. I mean, you might <laughs> as well. You're going through. This is, this is the yeah. perfect time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I was looking forward to you do a kill, but... I could do a double feature. Wow, I got. Although I think next week I might also be watching *The Waking of Ned Divine*, which I've seen before, but I haven't seen it in a long time, and I love that movie. I am actually shocked how few directors have worked on James Bond movies, and how many there have been, because they keep getting the same sort of people to do them. I'm also totally shocked looking at this list since it's apropos. That the same person directed Goldeneye and then Casino Royale, because that does not seem possible. Those are two very different movies. Interesting. Anyways. Well, there are years between those movies. Oh, right? yeah. So. Oh, Octopussy. Uh, so, yeah, Octopussy. The, I like the whole floating island of uh, all women who are, you know, working for themselves and working for, you know, Octopussy, the, the main... I don't... I don't know if I would call her a villain. Well, she's a jewel thief. So, I guess she's a villain? If she was a guy, she would totally be a villain. Either that, or she would be the the hero in a Gregory Peck movie, or in a... Uh, not Gregory Peck, in a... What's his name? Cary Grant movie. Sorry. Um, but anyways. I loved her robe. By the, She had this like kimono. And it's white, right? And it has an octopus on the back of it. And I was like, oh, I love it. I want one. And so I googled it. And I found it. on a. There's like a, a site that sells replica bond like clothing. And it was like $700. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much. <laughs> That's, yeah, a little bit out of my price range, <laughs> I have to say. So, yeah, no. Wow. But it's silk, and it has an octopus on the back of it, and it's pretty. Wow. Anyways, that's just, I mean, it's James Bond, so. Yeah. I liked it better than last week's, which, for some reason, the uh, for your eyes yeah. only, it was last week. And... Yeah, definitely like Octopussy better than For Your Eyes Only. Um, 
I I enjoyed the fact that there was like this all woman band of like people who are like training to fight and be gymnasts and like work in circuses and stuff. And the fact that this takes place partly in in East Germany and then in on the in the western part of Berlin, right after I watched a documentary about the end of the Cold War and the things leading up to the end of the Cold War and then how it impacted reunification and, and how reunification impacted Germany as a whole. I had just watched that like last week. That actually sounds interesting because honestly, the, the yeah. age that most were, it was just suddenly the walls coming down were like, the fuck? Yeah. So watching that before while it's still fresh in my head before watching this made this actually even more interesting. So, because there, there is this, uh, this whole, you know, East Berlin, you know, Western part of Berlin. And, and then, uh, the Eastern German general who's trying to do stuff versus the Russian, the Russians, who have kind of a different view of how things should play out. And I don't know. I feel like Octopussy was surprisingly deeper than For Your Eyes Only was. And uh, I liked it. Cool. So not as deep. I mean, it's Bond, so it's not super deep, but it was deeper <laughs> and more interesting than your eyes only <laughs> and a lot more interesting world building so to speak you know the greater bond world yeah and the the villain kamal khan was uh he was fun and i think that's the same actor that was in swamp thing as the villain i think i may be remembering that wrong because it's been a long time since i've seen swamp thing holy crap you're going deep <laughs> That's all I could think when I saw him. I was like, wasn't he the villain in Swamp Thing? But did I bother to Google it? No, of course not. Uh, oh, that's not that one. That one. You're much faster at that than I am. I'll just let you handle that. Um, <laughs> right, let, let's, let, let's get the um, elephant out of the room. Because uh, uh, we kind of discussed this in our pre-pre-ramble. Uh, oh, yeah, division. <laughs> Uh, um, division came out. Uh, we have the first two episodes this week. Um, and the first two episodes, let's just say it's a very different Marvel TV series. Um, I'm not going to say it's good or it's bad right now because it's still in this thing of, we don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, the first well, episode, yeah, you're right. He's in Swamp Thing. He's oh, in thank you. Um, the first episode is more of a Lucy, I love Lucy style. And the second one is a, I dream of genie type style, um, type thing going on. There's way too much of stuff that's happening behind the scenes that we don't know what's happening and why it's there than for us to actually know anything about it. Um, I did do a look at it after the after I watched it for like the Easter eggs and stuff to find out you know things and there's a lot of hidden things in there. Um, I'm gonna stick with it um, because I'm intrigued, 
but they better start showing and they better start moving it along. You know what I'm saying? There better be more things happening. John, go ahead. Cause I know you're, you're, you're dying on this one. <laughs> so I watched the third of the first episode and I stopped because it was painful because it is the worst kind of sitcom. And I know they have suffered planned, but they're not showing any of that. If I were coming in blind, like, Oh, what's this about? I'd be like, the fuck is this shit, Marvel? Get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> this is not good. There's no... Un- you're like, the mystery of what's going on can only last so long. And spoiler, that's about 10 minutes. Yeah. At that point, I was like, this is... No, they're committed to this. I thought it was going to start, you know, immediately seeing really weird stuff. Nope. It's... They're selling it, and it's terrible. Like... If you don't like the laugh track and all that old school stuff, you're going to have a hard time watching the first episode. I'm uh, not pleased with it. It smacks of arrogance. They're like, oh, they're going to watch it because it's Marvel. They'll wait. You know, they'll let us give them two plus 30 minute episodes of no real setup. Because that's the, the thing about an episode. If you're making a series, you've got to set it up. Look at, look at the fucking Mandalorian. Get you in immediately. Literally by the, the, you know, you've already got, you got, for the first 10 minutes, you're set up. You've got Jin taking the one guy and, and, and taking him back to Carl Weathers and awesome, you know, boom, set up. Think about all the other series. You've got set up first episode. This is so arrogant. They think that you'll just watch it because it's Marvel. Yeah, I, I can see that. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, not going to do any spoilers or anything because, you know, some people haven't seen it, but. Uh, we know there's going to be my favorite, you know, there's going to be this, not my favorite, uh, there's going to be this flashback to old TV shows. And I'm sure it's something that has to do with Wanda and the way she's, whatever's happening to her, that this is the way she's processing it. Um, so I, I'm, I hope this doesn't last the entire series. I hope that, you know, we get more stuff because there are some things that happen that you're like, what's going on? Why is that there? Because that's not supposed to be in there. You know, that's not, you know, part of what that type of genre of TV was supposed to be. But I, I have a feeling that they don't quicken the pace and show more of what really is happening to her. It's going to turn a lot of people off. So, Guys, I'm one episode. I'm ten minutes into the first episode, and I feel the same thing. It's th- yeah. this is an abject failure at this point. If you cannot grab someone who's loved every Marvel property so far, yeah. If you can't grab them within the first ten minutes of the episode because it's just doing stupid bullshit that I've seen a million episodes of, of in the past, the fuck. Um, like, I, I think the gosh, reason I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, tired of Marvel, Marvel media. I like them doing different genres, but they need to do them well. Yeah. This is just, I don't know. I mean, and if Gonzo is saying the next episode's more of the same shit, fuck, I got nothing to look forward to. This is like the clone wars all over again. And we know how much I love that fucking series. <laughs> I'm not sure how long fun. they can carry on the, rehash or redoing of old TV series before it gets, you know, people are like, okay, whatever, I'm done. Because, like I said, it's been That's mixed reviews. Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, you lost to ten. <laughs> I haven't That's heard, crazy. like, glaring... Yeah, I haven't heard glaring great reviews that just blow it out of the water. I've just heard kind of, meh, I'll give it a bit and see what happens. In the 90s, we would have watched the whole episode and been like, oh, cool, let's see what happens next. Yeah. 
but I'm sorry, I can stop right now and go watch any number of a million other series that I ain't ever seen and get something that's going to engage me immediately. Yeah. Um, doesn't turn me off on the Marvel TV series, of course, coming out, because I'm definitely looking forward to all the other ones. Oh, no, I'm yeah. still looking so, forward I mean, to all the other ones. This is just, I mean, no one can put out all gold. Every time someone will be like, oh, we, we, we shit the bed on this one, sorry. Oh, that's right. I have still have Expanse oh, to catch right. up on. There's the, the new Expanse. Uh, so I am actually, the, speaking of the next thing I watched, I am actually catching up. I am watching season four of The Expanse right now, about halfway through, and it is fucking great. Oh, yeah. Um, I love, I like to get some of the actors I've seen in other things. Uh, the guy who plays Murtry was in, you know, in addition to being in Pacific Rim, which was, you know, my role for him. He was also in Torchwood, and I liked him in that, and I, I really enjoy watching him. And he oh, does a good actor, job. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to get me a guy to love the hate, I love to hate that guy. He's, he is so he, good at that. He's complex in the right ways right now. I mean, originally the first episode or two, I was like, I really want them to just put a bullet in this guy. But as you see everything play out, you're like, okay, you know, I can see where he's coming from. He's still an ass, but. He, there's something to him, and I hope I get to see that. He was uh, such a great villain in Man in the High Castle, too. That's another one yeah, I have watched. Thank you, Hinton. He is good in everything he's been in. He's one of those guys that, if he's in it, I, I, I want to see it. Sort of like, um, I would say, the bad guy from uh, Justified, who's been in a ton of stuff. And I love oh, him. yeah. But yeah, so look forward to that. Right now, it's Zero Space Herpes, No Shock. It's fucking The Expanse. It's really good. Um, I'll probably finish that up this week. Um, Captain Mizzy Discovery would be a priority, but since Bane and I watch Discovery together, because it's easier, because we only have one CBS All Access, um, that won't start until the end of this month, probably actually February, when we can watch it together when we're having dinner. Um, so we'll catch up on it eventually. This last season of Discovery was really good. Yeah, um, I've heard some very... miss, but I don't trust the people who say miss. I mean, excuses. Sorry, Captain Mizzy, <laughs> I work late fucking PM. At that point, I'm not interested in trying to drag Banyan out of the Banyan cave to watch something. Because yeah. I also have to speak at that point. It's, it's, this last season of Discovery was really good. Um, I like where it's going. I hope, I'm sure, I think we've already, I think it's already been renewed for another season. But I definitely like it and can't wait to see it's more. It's just CBS All Access. I don't have much else until... Uh... Yeah. I watched another movie. What? Oh, oh yes. hold on. Pause. We gotta stop. Okay, go ahead, Kathy. Sorry. We don't interrupt this. This is a rare occurrence. Uh, so I watched a movie called Saving Grace today. Mm -hmm. And it's not a new movie. It was made in 2000. Uh, but it's it starred... It's a British comedy... It starred uh, Craig Ferguson, and uh, oh my God, did he look young in it? Like after watching him on the Late Late Show and oh. and in other stuff. I do regret to inform you that was 21 years ago. Yeah, he just he just looked so young. There are people who were born that time. I know, <laughs> I know. That's crazy. But it's it's just so weird there to see him like that. I mean, I know he was in the Drew Carey show too, but still. So, so it's, it's all about this woman who her husband dies and she finds out that 
he was totally broke. Now, that's a trope that we've seen in a bunch of things, right? Mm-hmm. Woman dies, husband's broke, what am I going to do? But then, you know, genius, uh, Craig Ferguson is her gardener. And he's he knows he's about to lose his job because she's broke. Uh, and then she asks him, uh, or he asks her, because she has a greenhouse. So she's, she has a green thumb. She loves plants. She's really good at, at doing plant stuff with the garden society and, and all this. So he asks her to nurture this, this plant for him. Uh, because he has this scheme in his head. And it turns out that she looks at it and she's like, well, that's a hemp plant, isn't it? <laughs> And uh, so they end up with this scheme. And so obviously she's in debt. She's about to lose her home. She needs to come up with $300,000. So, and hilarity ensues. He has this little plant. She nurtures it back to health. She realizes what they can do. She says, we can get some cuttings of this to start. Uh, And... And eventually be, just becomes her greenhouse, becomes just this crazy grow room for all of the, uh, all this pot. And, uh, and it's, it takes place in this small Cornish town. So like everybody else in this town kind of knows what's going on. They don't know, but they know, but they don't know. And since it's Cornwall, it's like, there's this history of smuggling and stuff on the Cornish coast. And that's kind of in the background of these people, so they kind of turn a turn a blind eye. And in order to sell this stuff now, so that she can make her money, she has to go into the city and and figure out who she can sell this all to. And the whole thing is just is hilarious. It was beautiful. It was the the setting was a beautiful setting, and the actors all did a great job. And Almost everyone was a familiar face to me because I watch a lot of British TV shows. So, yeah. So, almost everybody in this movie was familiar to me. And I really enjoyed it. And I will give it zero space herpes. Uh, It was a fantastic job. It was really funny. There were twists in it that were not predictable sorts of things. So, yeah. I liked it. Um, I actually uh, started up and started playing Demon Souls again, uh, trying to work on that as a, uh, and I laugh at myself, a stress relief. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know what Demon Souls is, it is a uh, pretty hard game where you know you can lose all your progress if you don't do anything right and you get smacked around pretty easy. Um, I'm doing it as a challenge to myself to play it, but I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Um, still, hopefully, uh, I'll keep on enjoying it. Uh, I'm starting to get to a part where it's actually starting to get to be a pretty good challenge and, you know, getting one hit, uh, rethinking how I need to, you know, play my character type thing, um, and start doing certain things, but still playing Demon's Souls on the, on the PS5. Uh, really like it. Graphics are still amazing as all get out. Um, so we'll have to see, hopefully, um, 
I'll be able to play with some people because there is the ability to play with other people on there. Uh, just that didn't happen a lot. Um, so hopefully it'll be something pretty cool. Um, but I, I haven't gone back to Cyberpunk, which uh, kind of upsets me because we should be receiving a patch to fix a bunch of stuff. And I'm hoping that uh, they patch it pretty soon because there was quite a few things I didn't get to do because of uh -huh. bugs. Remember, one patch this month, one patch next month, and that should get the majority of the major bugs out of the way. Yeah. I'm hoping they do that soon, because, like I said, there was quite a bit of stuff that I needed to finish in the game, or want to do in the game that I couldn't do because of the bugs. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, um, they're they're taking it in the phase on for that. Yeah, they're, there's a lot, of, and I feel bad for them. In a, uh, I do, because, I mean, honestly, yeah. the gamers are not, like, necessarily totally out there but they are some of the most i don't know i don't want to say entitled because they pay their money they want a good game but man it's not like tons of games aren't like this yeah well this is it's it, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna go down as one of the biggest flops out there next to uh no man's sky but no man's sky now is an amazing game so you know I, I mean, I, I didn't put in for a refund. Yeah, I didn't put in for a refund. So I'm going to hold on to it, you know, and, and keep it going. And hopefully it gets up there and it goes because, I mean, you can tell there's an amazing game there. It's just not working. Um, and I feel bad because this there's so much cool stuff. I'm trying to do all the different endings and, you know, a bunch of side missions and everything. So fingers crossed, guys. Hopefully it'll get done. Um. I would have loved to have seen like a, a multiplayer version, like you could get you and your buddies to go run on missions. That would be super freaking cool, but you never know. Yeah, I, know. I mean, they'll make it work. They're they're a quality company. They just got, got too much of that. I mean, time crunch that people get because yeah. at the point they're like they couldn't push it back again, they'd get destroyed there. They were in no win situation. Yeah, it sucks. Well, guys, you'd also watch a different thing. Oh, Holy shit. what? Yeah. Well, we're going to extend the podcast for an I, extra few minutes just for Kathy. I know. This, this will be very short because that's how my reviews are. Very short. <laughs> uh, I did watch on Netflix an episode of a series called Criminal Germany. And on Netflix, this is a Netflix original thing. They have these anthologies and they take place in different countries. So you have Germany, you have Spain, you have uh, Britain... And this one in particular, of course, is Criminal Germany, and it takes place in Germany. It's German actors. The language is German with English subtitles. Um, and so this was made in 2019. And, and this first episode, these people are interviewing this, this guy. And I thought it was interesting once again after having watched the... Uh, that documentary that I was talking about earlier about the end of the Cold War and reunification mm -hmm. because it actually is this guy who <coughs> is in they're in Berlin and they are talking about finding a body and they're asking this guy whatever happened to someone who had done work on his apartment back in what was it? 
it was it was right after the reunification. So back when you know East Germans were coming in and and you know trying to trying to seek their fortune and 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 the the Western people were coming in and 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 buying up real estate and and stuff. And I guessed the twist at the end though. Oh, did Before you? it ended, but it was interesting how they arrived at this, and and I think part of it was that 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 maybe you know they give you enough clues to figure it out yourself, and now you get to watch them figure it out. Uh, it was interesting, and I'm I'm going to watch the second episode when I get a chance to. And oh. also, what I was. I, I, no, no, this is it. <laughs> I, I was just, you know, I've been, I've been studying Dutch, and it's interesting to listen to this uh, German language show and pick out some words that are similar to Dutch, like, like when the guy asks Varum, and that means why. It's the same. It's diff spelled differently, but it's pretty much the same word. Oh yeah, when you when you start to get into languages in the same family, it's amazing how much you can get by just getting certain words and context. So it was, it was fun to be able to just recognize a few words there in that. So that's that's it, me. Um, no space herpes for this one because I feel like this is going to be really interesting. Well, guys, um, we are going to actually send y'all off to Zambies tonight. Um, we'll be sending you off to her. All right, she looks like she's working on some gargoyle miniatures. Um, or oh, a cat dragon and stuff is what she's doing. But, um, guys, please take care of yourselves, watch after each other, wear your mask, be healthy, be safe. If you need anything, you know where we're at, you can come and find us. Uh, always willing to chat and talk and help anybody out. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. Raid incoming. Go check well, her out. Sammy's is awesome. Middle East streaming on uh, Tuesday. All right, don't get Kathy. Yeah, Kathy, Tuesday. Thanks. That thanks. That thanks.